Wolverine. Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, your only destination besides Krakoa to check up on all your favorite mutants. Uh, we're really excited this week. We've got two great books, The New Mutants, number 14, uh, and X-Force, number 15. Uh, I'm joined this week by Dane Rainier. Guys, if, if I died, would you resurrect me? Mm, you'd be somewhere in the queue. Okay. Uh, and uh, Kelsey Struts. Let's get synergized. <laughs> oh, I like it. Um, and I am your host, Quentin Emler. I'm really pumped to talk about these issues. Uh, I think we are glad to be on this side of the Ten of Swords. And I think books are able to continue where they left off or go in a new direction, uh, as in the case of New Mutants. But before we get into comics, let's hook up to Cerebro and see what's new in the world of Marvel. And there is a simultaneously like nothing going on and everything going on at the same time. So let's talk about the Disney Plus. Uh, they did a, I guess it was a board recap thing that was open to the public uh, to get to hear the news from. So I was going to go through each of the Disney Plus and Marvel movie slate announcements. But before we get into it, how sad were you guys to see no X-Men? I didn't have expectations of it. So, I don't like, know. Like, you had hampered your expectations. Like, you you were not expecting any sort I of X-Men I was not news. expecting any X-Men news. So, no. I guess in that sense, you know, I, I got what I expected. I think the thing about it that that made it feel worse is we did at least get a small announcement about fantastic four. And I kind of would have hoped that X-Men would have been ahead of, or at least on the same level as fantastic four, but it seems like that's maybe not the case. Yeah, I was, so I have a, I have a hope slash concern. I have a theory that maybe they want to separate their X-Men from Deadpool. And okay. give Deadpool 3 its time to come out before they start talking X-Men. So, but they didn't talk about Deadpool 3. So I'm wondering if that's under this umbrella or not. Like, it's just interesting. So we'll, we'll see if uh, X-Men will be associated with Deadpool at all. And if Deadpool 3 is actually happening anytime soon. So, uh, Kelsey, you didn't have any thoughts on the X-Men not being there? Oh, I'm kind of the same uh, Park is Dane. Uh, you know, I I have the assumption that that X Men's big enough for them as a commodity that they are waiting a little bit. One, like you said, with Deadpool, and two, to also let more of the Dark Phoenix, uh, Hugh Jackman era of stuff settle a little more before they put yeah, anything like out because you lifting it, the lid on a slow cooker they want to give it time you don't want to do that and let well, you don't out. want to introduce your third different professor x in 30 years or so you know what you know having a it, having that many different actors portray the same person i know spider-man does it every other year but you, <laughs> you know what i mean oh so speaking of which by the way i thought i'd it was quite funny somebody was pointing out how Michael Fassbender technically is Magneto from like the sixties all the way up to like 1992. So somewhere between 92 and the year 2000, Michael Fassbender turned into Ian McKellen. 
Yeah, it was a hard eight That's years. Let me tell you, anti-mutant legislation really took a hamper on Will Magneto. I mean, just imagine it going from like young Michael Fassbender to slightly older Michael Fassbender, and that's like forty years worth of time. Or 30 years, I guess. And it's just, boom, Ian McKellen eight years later. I wonder if they just loaded Michael Fassbender's face on a PS4 Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> engine. I, I mean, I'll give him this. It's amazing to think about the fact that I, until I saw that meme, didn't really even think about that. That that wasn't even a concern. And it's a testament to the fact that with the X-Men, they're just like, yeah, we're going to do whatever we want the time. People either won't care or just will look past it. Yeah. What about the fact that, like, Wolverine just like lost all his tone between Days of Future Past and, and X Men. Like he just also Yeah, sometimes. Hey, you know, at his age, he goes through phases. Sometimes, like you know what, guys, I I'm normally very jacked. I take care of myself, but I've been he's been living on the road for a while, living in his camper, eating beef jerky and drinking beer. It's a story of a man, an incredibly in-shape man who just slips away. Well, not even slips, all of a sudden loses it and is really working to get it back. That's the yeah. Hugh Jackman Wolverine tale. Yep, yep. He all right, shows well, that even in his age, you too could become super. It's true, it's true. Um, or Or let it go a little. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into what is going on with Marvel, because despite not having the X-Men, that just means we have more of the same, which, to be fair, the Marvel has been excellent. So let's talk about what, what's coming out. First thing that I've got here that is announced to be coming to Disney+, Plus uh, outside of the other stuff we've heard about already, but Secret Invasion, starring Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, and Ben Mendelsohn's Talos uh, scroll character. What do you guys think of those two leads in a Secret Invasion show? That should be fun. I mean, I like Samuel Jackson. Uh, Secret Invasion wasn't my favorite event, but as a TV series, I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I mean, Marvel does pretty well with almost everything they've produced at this point, so... Yeah, it was very much inspired by a. Uh, it came out right after Battlestar Galactica and tried to turn the scrolls into Cylons real hard and do that whole thing. Yeah, uh, but I thought it worked really well, and I think actually stripping away some of the super heroic element of it might lend itself better to a murder mystery whodunit kind of alien invasion. I'll be interested to see because it surprises me that this isn't a movie bringing the Avengers back together because that's where sort of the, the intrigue comes from, right? Is your favorite character or this person a scroll? And so right. in a, in a, a TV series, which is a little more limited, you're going to have to make more characters that I care about that I'm worried could be a scroll or bring in guest stars and stuff. I don't know. I would agree, but I think there is a large number of ground level people that they could play with. And I think maybe getting rid of some of the spectacle helps this not feel like civil war slash Thanos, the aliens that they've already done. That may be true. That may be true. You don't want that. You want it to be more of a grounded noir style. I feel like to separate it. So that doesn't feel like a lame end game. I'm also predicting, by the way, this will be the this show will be the introduction of Hulkling, because I think we have the introduction of basically every other 
young Avenger, except for him. And this seems like the clear opportunity for it. Yeah. All right. So moving along, we've got other characters coming up to um, bringing up young Avengers. Uh, one that wasn't on the young Avengers team, but may very well be replacing uh, Iron Lad of the young Avengers is Ironheart starring Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. This is a character that I don't think any of us were really into when she came out. But um, how do you guys feel about Iron Lad being replaced by uh, Ironheart? Do you think uh, that's something they're going to do? I actually didn't know who Ironheart was. Um, and that it that was more just, I, I had my knowledge of comics, the breadth of my knowledge of comics is not that great anymore. So, you know, this, this is more of a Dane question anyway, as he is bigger into the, the, the new event, Young Avengers. Well, she technically hasn't been a member of the Young Avengers. So if you want to read Ironheart, she's a member of the Champions team with uh, oh. Kid Nova and um, a few of those other heroes. That uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, for example. So they kind of took prominence in a post-Young Avengers world. Uh, but she's basically a smarter Tony Stark who made his armor but better because she's better than him at certain things. So uh, how do you feel about her... Uh, taking over for uh, Iron Lad, Dane? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what's going to happen. We're kind of making a, a prediction there. Uh, Iron Lad could sh still show up with the stuff coming in with um, the new Ant-Man announcement. But yeah. I, to be fair, I don't really know a lot about that character, Riri. Um, I, I know when it was announced, and I could give you sort of like the Wikipedia pitch of her off the top of my head. But like most Avengers stuff, it's not Young Avengers. I haven't really read it, so I don't really know. And it feels like it feels like she was introduced to sort of be the new Iron Man, but then Iron Man never went away. So yeah. I don't I don't know if that was the intent she or could, what she could potentially work better in um in this context because it's not the comics where you recast the like in the comics you bring the character back, no problem. But Robert Downey Jr., they need time before they recast that role. Right. If they ever do. And so yeah. I, I think mean, yeah. she might work better here. The only thing I will say is I really liked one of the reasons why people like Iron Man is because he's so flawed. And I, I want to see uh, if she can be as complex and nuanced as yeah. Iron Man is and separate herself from him without just becoming 2.0. You're right. This may give her a better opportunity to shine because I don't think they're going to like the comics just bring somebody back like that. Yeah. How guys, how would you guys like, um, I love you 3000 becoming iron lad. So his daughter, you mean his daughter becoming some sort of evil, like version of iron man. That'd be kind of bittersweet. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really dig that. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. Norman so. Osborn. Wait, well, speaking of Norman Osborn, we got Armor Wars starring Don Cheadle's War Machine and uh, assuming that Riri Williams will join him in this follow-up. But Ar Armor Wars, Don Cheadle's War Machine is going to fight to stop Tony Stark's armor from falling into the wrong hands. Guys, if that doesn't feel like Ironheart's going to be in there, I don't, I don't know what else she would be in. So uh, I think uh, Don Cheadle coming back is very welcome. Uh, he was a great War Machine. And I think... I. I have one request. I want to know if you can figure out what it is, Kelsey. Who do they have to bring back for this? 
bring back for it? Yeah, man. Like from the movies? Yeah, man. Is is it Sam Rockwell? Oh, you got me, dude. If you don't bring Sam Rockwell back, I'm going to be so mad. Hammer Industries, man. Yeah, dude. He, I love Sam Rockwell. He's so good. Actor award winning Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Oscar yeah. award winning and Ninja Turtle star. Uh, <laughs> any other armored heroes? I've Kelsey, you've mentioned Norman Osborn a few times. Uh, any heroes you guys want to see show up in armor wars or villains? Well, you got to like Crimson Dynamo's got to show up. I, I got to be honest. The, if this might be the least excited I am for any of the announcements. It just seems like I think Don Cheadle's War Machine is a great second piece. I don't wow. know how I feel about wow. it. Wow. I just War Machine's always been a wow. So what I, is it about War Machine that you don't okay find interesting Falcon? or heroic? You want you want to watch the Falcon though. Yeah, I'll watch Falcon. That's War Machine is like a just a it's literally a reskinned Iron Man. We just changed the colors on it. Whoa! No, dude is not nearly as advanced. Well, I mean, just change the colors. But it's got okay, okay. Oh, man. Oh, it's, oh. it's got machine guns, bro. I don't hey, know. It's just do we need to like kick Dane off? I, I mean, it just I don't know. The the character has always seemed a a better supporting cast member and it hey kelsey how excited are you to, t- to laugh at dane when he's wrong and this is his favorite show oh hey, maybe it will be I don hope don leading man you show him don hey, i believe in you i hope yeah. i'm wrong i'll be honest when they recast war machine i hate recast but when they recast from terrence howard to don Cheadle, i was like oh so they just had the opportunity to get him and they were like no Ter- terrence howard was uh not you know wanting more money and they, i was like well they upgraded. Like, I think Don Cheadle was a clear upgrade. Yeah, I just... I, I'm excited. Uh, let's hold judgment. Let's see, let's see what comes out of it. Uh, I'm hoping armor from the X-Men shows up in that book because of the armor wars. Mm, that seems I mean, a bit of a stretch. A stretch. But... Bit of a stretch. No, uh, that's Fantastic Four. But... Okay, well, there's another hero that can stretch, and that's Baby Groot who will have his own animated specials revolving around the tiny Guardian of the Galaxy, uh, which also leads us into the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special written and directed by James Gunn. How do you guys feel about this uh, 2022 December uh, special? Kind of, I feel like it's poking fun of the Star Wars holiday special. I think it's awesome. And so James Gunn. I love it. I, I, I just... I kind of like when they don't take themselves too seriously at times. I mean, that, that, and that right there, I mean. That's the property to do it with, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to take something not too seriously, it's Guardians. Yeah. Uh, Really excited for them. Marvel, uh, are they talking about, have we talked about Marvel's What If? Uh, We're we're getting there. We're getting there. Because we have a lot of news. Yeah, yeah. So we're not even close. So uh, next we have. Uh, there's a trailer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you guys check that one out? Yep, I've seen it. I have not actually seen that one. Wow, you were quarantined because of COVID, and you didn't watch any of the trailers. That's no, no, great. I watched all but that trailer. Okay, well, check that one out. Uh, I think it looks like more of the same tone, the same like it's Don Cheadle 
and it is winner like not Don Cheadle. What I was going to say, wow. <laughs> Anthony Anthony Mackie and uh, Sebastian Stan's characters. Like it, it just looks like more of the same, and I'm not upset about that at all. No, oh. it, it in a lot of ways looks and kind of feels like it could be you know the predecessor to the Winter Soldier, which I know is a incredibly well received uh, Marvel film. So yeah. I I think it's got every piece that it would need to succeed. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, like, if you want a safe bet, this looks like, if you liked the MCU before, watch this, and you're going to get that kind of thing in TV I, show yeah, format. Yeah, I would agree. I think this has the highest floor of any show. Like, I don't think it can just be bad. Yeah. I If if anything, it, it might be too safe, but it's definitely going to be the one that, like, feels MCU-y based on the preview we got. So, uh, the next one, a familiar character that's more of the same, is Loki, coming out in May of 2021. So, we got March, we get April off, then we got Loki in May. What do you guys think of the Loki trailer and announcement? Uh, I liked it. I was really impressed by the trailer, rather. I remember when they announced the show itself, and I I, I was more along Dane's line with armor wars, where I just, I've seen enough of the character that I didn't know how much entertain entertainment I could get with it. But, um, no, I liked, I, I liked what they, they showed in the trailer. I liked the actors that they've got in it and kind of the direction they seem to be taking with it. I think there's two things really working for Loki. And one is they're going as Loki as they can with some wild kind of, uh, plays. But then the second thing I'll say is I think they picked an interesting surrounding for him with this new, I forget what the acronym is, but this new organization TVA. seems very James Gunny kind of like wild and out there. Uh, is it going to do it for you, Dane? Is it different enough from the Loki of old? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll certainly check it out. I think Tom Hiddleston's just done such a good job with that character that he's, sort of earn the benefit of the doubt to at least give something to try. I'm I like Kelsey. I, I had sort of the same reservations at the early announcement that it's like, okay, well, is this going to be one of those characters that is, um, you know, again, sort of like a great supporting piece, but can it carry like, does the, the charm of Tom Hiddleston's Loki, can it be all the time and not in those sparse pieces? But I mean, what I think he's, mean? Did the three fake out character deaths really? <laughs> I, did that detract from your investment in the character? Yeah, no, I mean, there's that. And and then, then to the extent that like, even when he did really die, we're still getting the character. But it, I just mean more that I think that Loki can be a little bit like Deadpool, right? The mo- I've always enjoyed Deadpool the most in Remeter's Uncanny X-Men because he doesn't have to be the centerpiece or on the whole time. You just get the right amount. So it will be interesting to see if he can be on, but also carry as the lead role. Like not have to run as a scene stealer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that would be a great time. The transition in the saying that you said X-Men, but you meant X-Force, but we're not going to talk about X-Force yet because there's still more Disney plus announcements. Uh, what if, uh, is coming out animated. What if, and that one looks really cool. A lot of the voice actors back. 
including it looked like Black Panther, uh, Chadwick Boseman. So uh, how do you guys feel about what if? Did it get you all fancied up or no? What if, what if um, I enjoy those scenarios in day-to-day conversation even? Like, like if you're theoretically talking about something like, you know, what if George Washington went for a third or fourth term, just kept doing it? You know, what if, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So Man the high Marvel tower. stuff is also... Yeah, like watching Man in the High Tower. I, I, Man in High Castle. Yeah, High Castle, whatever. Man in yeah. the High Castle. That you know that that kind of what if scenario. So doing it with Marvel, just uh, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with it. Animated, great. Um, yeah, I, I'm all guns a blazing. Even when they originally announced it uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. First off, the fact that we're getting this seems great. But then the, then that they take the time to get the voice actors from the movie. It's just like sugar on the cake. And some people think the frosting's the best part. So good. Um, excited for that. It has a certain air of, by bringing those voice actors back, it almost feels like it's canon, even though it's a what if series. Which it should. That that lends the most feeling to a what if series. But I think, I think something like what if is a real treat for people that were marvel fans before the movies because disney and, and the marvel franchise has expanded well beyond original comic readers at this point and i know this is going to be kind of one of those shows that i'm going to have to watch on my own like not with my wife like some of the other ones because i just don't think she's going to care necessarily about because if she watches it with me it's just going to be me constantly pausing being like why are oh, they why are they doing this why are they right, doing like, the, oh no, so this is actually an homage back to you know what I mean like talking about okay so technically in the comics back in like the 2005 era it's just gonna be a bunch of that so it's just gonna wind up being me on my own watch there it. is one episode that you can get to the watch you know what that is what's that I think one of them is Marvel Zombies okay yeah yeah, yeah. that's true one is, one is Marvel Zombies I cannot I, wait because that's something you never thought you'd hear or see you know Sebastian Stan is Winter Soldier and Marvel Zombies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not supposed to happen. It should tell you the level, like, the stranglehold that the MCU has on the world of Hollywood right now. That they're like, what's the craziest thing we've put out? All right, make make that a series. Get it out there. I was telling Kelsey, I feel like Marvel got away with murder and Disney with all their Star Wars and Marvel announcements where HBO Max kind of, like, there's the COVID thing and theaters might or might not be open and people might or might not be open to going to theaters and the be fair the hbo max is a certain point where it's irresponsible to go to theaters until the pandemic gets under control from a certain perspective and so but hbo max looks like they're just jerks for killing the theaters but disney has planned on killing theaters for a long time and just moving their money over to this platform and investing in shows instead of theaters yeah, they seem to be making the transition without hesitation and no bumps in the road. They're just, okay, this is what we're doing now. Well, Everything even, we've talked about has been straight to Disney Plus TV shows. Think about all the projects we just talked about. And we're just talking about the Marvel projects. I mean, the Star Wars stuff leading off of The Mandalorian, they just announced spinoff after spinoff after spinoff, where they're just like, okay, TV show, TV show, TV show, TV show, TV show, you know. 
and it's wild. You're right. I mean, you know, what movies are they going to bother announcing? Like you can tell that they're kind of wondering if theaters are going to be dead enough to where it's financially just doesn't make sense for them to try and circulate them in, in there. Why, why can't they work out a, a discount or something like where you could charge to go to the movies and watch the first three episodes of a Disney plus show or something. I I don't know. Just trying to be creative here. Like, I feel like hopefully there's a way. Can't, I mean, until until someone bites the bullet and really bites into the, the back end of the drive-in movie theater thing, like, let's say this is going to continue a year or two longer. You know, the pandemic. Let's say the, the you know, uh, your, your inoculations don't take or something. Something's not, or they can't distribute it well enough. Um, you know, until someone bites into the, the drive-in theater thing, I, I, you know, I, I think you'll see much more of things being developed for TV series or just for that screen. Until it becomes prestige. The sad part is it's all got to die so much that it becomes popular again. Yeah. I, I would say though, it's amazing I don't know if it's planning, if they just got lucky or what it is on Disney's part, but think about the fact that in the middle of a pandemic and in a situation where even just weeks ago, people were talking about how saying, Oh, well, Disney plus doesn't really have anything except Mandalorian. You know, that's like 80% of their traffic. And we talked about it with the popular franchises on last week's episode. And that was a big criticism. It's like, what am I really getting out of Disney Plus other than Mandalorian? Like, that's the hot piece that everybody wants. And then all of a sudden, Disney's like, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't go to movie theaters. You think Mandalorian's all we got? Boom. Here's like 50 new things that are coming out next year. So, I, I mean, yeah. what a what a slate to drop and what a time to be able to drop it. Yep. January, Scarlet Witch and Vision and WandaVision. They then Falcon just, Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, Every other month, they have a Marvel property coming out for the first half of next year. And it's just like, what in the world? We, like, it felt like breakneck speed when we were getting two movies a year. And now it's like every month we're going to get a TV show. I mean, and these things are going to have multiple series. So from here on out, is it just going to be like January, WandaVision, February, Falcon Winter Soldier, Wednesdays, or... Wednesdays. I'm now I'm going to weeks. But Mar- March, March, Falcon March is your your Hawkeye month or whatever. You know what I mean? Is that just what we're going to yeah. be looking at for forever now? Yeah. Oh, and I, and yeah. those that are like not even announced on here. Um. So like we know Hawkeye's coming out. They didn't even talk about it. Yeah, they did. Well, they, they did officially announce that Haley Steinfeld is going to be playing Kate Bishop. So that's yeah, nice. That's true. All right, we we got a lot to get through. We're still chewing. So let's keep going. Uh, we got She Hulk. Uh, Tatiana Masolani confirmed to play the lead role. Uh, also Mark Ruffalo, who is obviously the Hulk, uh, did very well in that role. And Tim Roth, who was Abomination, both confirmed to be coming back. Oh, wait. Uh, they, oh, so Mark Ruffalo is confirmed to be back? Yeah, yep. he's going to be in the show so in he's some context. F- fully fired. What happened with... Did something happen with Ruffalo? Yeah, didn't they can him after the... When when he revealed sort of the stuff for uh, Endgame, not Endgame, um, Infinity War. Oh no! If they were gonna fire anybody for spoiling things, it'd be Tom Holland. He's terrible. But he's so cute. 
<laughs> no, um, he's in there. I've heard rumors that Charlie Cox's Daredevil will be in that one as well. Oh, I guess they are both lawyers. Heard yeah. rumors. Listen to Quentin talking like he's an insider in the industry. His sources <laughs> have been telling him. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got. Yep. Oh wait, I almost made a uh, deaf joke, but then I remembered that Daredevil's blind. um all right uh next we got okay so let's hop in the movies hopefully oh miss marvel and as you mentioned Haley steinfeld uh being cast as kate bishop that was Um, kept secret but now it's at least official. uh despite the actress's best efforts because she lied and said she wasn't cast right so um so fantastic four with the Spider-Man Homecomings, John Watts attached to direct it. Excited? No? I don't do know. It just... Man, Fantastic Four has flopped so many times. What What are they going to do is what I don't... I don't right. know. Like, but what? you don't know. It, it's only going to get better, right? Um. Yeah, like, I have trust with the studio. I really hope they don't go Dr. Doom. I really hope they go a nihilist. I, I mean, I feel like that's set up to do a nihilist and be able to set up a really big bad guy for the MC. I guess you could do it with Dr. Doom as well. It's just they've done Dr. Doom. They've done it a lot. If and- they do Dr. Doom, he needs to go the Magneto way and make him more of like a anti-hero kind of like give him time to develop into a bad guy don't don't do the same thing don't give him powers yeah <laughs> i i oh, want to cast i i need to see a cast before i can have any level of opinion on it yeah. like, who are these because mcu has done such a good job nailing casting decisions i want to know who i'm seeing playing these iconic chris evans is human torch speaking of nailing casting decisions uh black panther not being recast you guys Correct. uh Feel like that's appropriate and the right thing to do. Absolutely. I think it's smart. I think it's a smart yeah. thing to do. I think I think this is an opportunity to teach children about loss and about uh, moving on. And I think Chadwick Boseman, uh, being the hero that he was and a person who took on these heroic roles constantly, uh, I think he would be glad to see that children are being shown that you can still move forward even with with loss and stuff. And so, I, I hate thinking of it this way, but what a perfect character for that to be. You, that, you know, as the Black Panther, he took over due to the death of his father. And, you know, the whole idea of taking on the mantle of the Black Panther is something, you know, I, I don't know. It just, I hate saying it that way because it seems like it's like, oh, well, great. They, you know, they... I guess that was the perfect person to die. Like that seems like a a, a terrible. <laughs> no, I mean it, it does. It seems like a terrible Hollywood, you know, thing to say. But it I mean, Quentin's right. The idea of it being more than just the person. The idea that the black that the Black Panther is is an entity. That it's a symbol. That it means something, and it can be carried on. And it's not like you just have to replace the guy who played him. Um, Ant-Man 3, officially called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Pretty excited about that one. Uh, Ms. Marvel and Monica Rambeau will be co-starring in Captain Marvel 2. 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will connect to the events of Spider-Man 3. And Zakti Gomez is confirmed to be playing Mr. Medican Chavez in that. So another young Avenger. I mean, I, I know that I was, I felt conspiracy theory like years ago being like, well, I think this is where they're going to introduce him. And now it's all coming together and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Including some characters that you didn't think would be there. Like, like oh. they've, they've added in characters that are like second generation, third generation. Basically anyone that's ever been a young Avenger, they've been laying the framework for. They have. Yeah. So it's, it's not, yeah, they're, I was going pretty heavy with it. A uh, big casting pool or announcement in Christian Bale joining as uh, Gore the God Butcher in the new yes. Thor movie. Which Taika take the wheel, like love him. Yeah, he could anything he touches is just gold at this point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> I think we're over 30 minutes into recording and we're like, yeah, that's the news. And that's the news that's fit to print. Well, uh, yeah, there's the other side of the news that we won't talk about. But um, uh, yeah, great new, like lots of fun projects coming forward. And a lot of it's coming to Disney Plus. So it's not costing you anything more than you are most likely already paying for the Mandalorian. So (laughs) you keep paying your Mandalorian dues and you're going to get all this extra. Yeah. (laughs) I got to say it and I'll say this like it's weird it's just strange strange times we're living in like never thought this would happen great times I mean I know we talk about what an what an era for us to be in that you know it was the the you were the nerd or the outcast reading comic books 20 years ago right but now it's like okay well there's a whole streaming service this is basically all it is. It's true. Like we're getting, don't like, understand we're anymore. We're getting Marvel zombies as part of a TV show. Like it's not even the mainstream stuff anymore. We're getting the offshoots. Nerds these days, they don't have to be in the shadows. Kings of the world. Ugh. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump in the comics. I'm gotta wash my mouth of all these movies. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna go on a wild hunt first off, oh, and jump into the New Mutants. All right, New Mutants start out at the close of ten, or actually starts out back in time in the 16th century in Egypt in a market bazaar. It details the story of a young boy and his love for his father and his special gift that has allowed him to kind of be beloved in that street. But a plague has hit the bazaar and taken from those from him whom he loved. But there was someone there waiting to speak with him, to keep him company and make sure he wouldn't be hurt again. And that boy walked to become known as the the Shadow King. Oh, we start out in the actual New Mutants, uh, sort of discussing nightmares from the events that had taken place in these land of the Iraqi uh, magic comes in. She is now apparently a coffee addict. I probably has been. I just never paid attention to it. And it is time to start training the newest mutants. Uh, the 
issue continues with conflicts between the kids in the jungles and in a training scenario, learning to use their powers in a synergistic manner, which has been kind of the theme in the last couple issues on the way that the mutants can work together. Um, the It goes along with the adults then showing the kids kind of how it's done. Um, afterwards, there is some discussions on, you know, resurrection is brought up and the some of the kids go off for the night and find themselves in conference with apparently a secret mentor, or at least someone who has not been out in the open, and that is the boy from the beginning, the Shadow King. Right. So you you interpret it as that is the Shadow King, and his powers manifesting. Oh yeah, that that makes sense. The first time I read it, I thought the Shadow King approached this boy. No, it's the Shadow King. Okay, is that the the psychic spirit from the other world? But it's I believe the Shadow King still needs to be in conjunction with an individual, and it's that kid. You're it's either the way that's Farouk or whatever the guy that is yes. identified as the Shadow King. Yes. Okay, yeah, uh, that interpretation makes more sense. Kelsey, did you figure that one out? Or Dane, did you figure that one out? Well, I, I guess maybe I'm confused. Are you saying the boy isn't Farouk and that the demon is? No, the boy is Farouk. Yeah, I think the boy is Farouk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all on the same page okay. now. I just thought maybe the Shadow King approached that boy and he was going to come up later. The Shadow King or the boy? The boy. The boy. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. I think the boy is Farouk. And the sh- I, there's a question maybe whether the actual like spirit or demon of the Shadow King is a manifestation of the boy's frustration and what's going on or if there really is an outside entity that has effectively corrupted the mind of a like they they're in conjunction with one another right because and and i i i want to lean towards the latter only because the heavy um the heavy leaning of of synergy like they, they mentioned synergy a lot yeah, that's true memos through and not just in new mutants but in these newer x-men entirely like the, synergy has become their new buzzword and one thing with the other with outside the of, ah, ah, ah. was that, a, yeah. was that the man formerly known as apocalypse yeah <laughs> yeah i speak the mutant too. tongue <laughs> um so who's that boy from the beginning the, the one that like Danny Moonstar is like, I can't help but oh, feel like I knew oh, that. Oh, I thought we were talking about Farouk. Like, <laughs> yeah, are we going oh, back to this? I thought we settled it, Quentin. Um, the, the, the one she sees, it's odd, but I feel a pull. Yeah, yeah. It's like, or the demons is a like, dude. I I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. So I thought demons. that was the boy. I thought that was like what they were hitting at. And now it makes so much uh, more sense. I, no, I think I'm wondering that, if that's a separate plot. Either A, they're going to go back and realize that these demons and immense are connected to the Shadow King somehow. Like, these are people. Or yeah. were people, and this is what they've become. Um, or it's, you know, it's it's multiple 
dreams kind of smashed into each other for her. You know, she's seen other things, like other things from her own past or something like that. They're just transposed with I will say other I, nightmares, basically. I, I think there's something of a hint, though, because we get kind of a faded but full image of him, at least as a, a half body, like waist up, body and head. And he appears to be wearing kind of a more traditional like Japanese garb. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So I don't know if that's a hint. At, I mean, it has to be some kind of a hint, the way that he's dressed, but that he has sort of a you know, a, a, an under wrap that's covered by the, the Obi belt and then an open robe or kimono of some sort. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know who it is, but that, that I would think that picture would be our best guess. Yep. Um, overall, uh, fun to see characters come back from the past. Like we've had, a, we got a lot of those, you know, D tier X-Men kind of kids coming up that have showed up in new mutants before. And, uh, I feel like there's a lot of neat, fun inclusions, and I'm excited to see this book continue well, to highlight lesser-known characters. I want to ask also, you. Well, it also did a good job. It brought up more serious issues of resurrection. Oh. Scout, Scout brings up, it's like, do I get resurrected? That well, was She's a, a clone. She's that was a, a point. pit in my stomach when she said that. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, what, what do you do about that? Because And she brings up, she's like, you know, it's like, oh, they didn't bring back Madeline Pryor. And she's like, well, she's bad. It's like, well, Sinister sits on the council. <laughs> no, now, everything she said was perfect. Yeah. Oh, when she uh, said that, A, it felt so real the way that, you know, kids in an adult world just start talking, especially when, they're, you know, these like preteen teenage characters. But just having to watch Scout be like, okay, I'm a clone. What about when I die? And it was, I mean, I, w when I read that page, it was like, oh, like that hurt that it was like, oh, she's fully of the belief that they will just let her stay dead. That she, it's really just pointing out again that she, they don't think of her as a real person by their yeah. actions. That hurt, man. Yeah, hey, can, I can thought we it. Talk about Warpath's uh, gym clothes. <laughs> hey, Thank you for quickly lightening that move. <laughs> No, so I was going to ask, though, do you, I know maybe this is more of a Quentin question, because I know you've kept up more with comics and X-Men in the last, you know, the years before this podcast, but do you ever feel like there should be some kind of a designation on, because right now it seems like we have the X-Men, the core X-Men, we have the new mutants as sort of the second tier, and then everything under that is sort of lumped together, but it feels a little wrong to me to see like magic and pixie at the same level as some really unknowns. You know what I mean? That it's like, they've been for, you know, I would, I would consider this like new mutants, what they're, they're doing with this comic, at least more like the old X-Men in that you have a group of, experienced quote-unquote new mutants who are basically the new x-men yeah and all the I, unknowns I, are kind of like the, the the young classmates that they're teaching i think you're looking at it wrong i think you're looking at it like magic got downgraded in pixie and stuff and i think it's the rest of the new mutants are upgraded to her and this book just happens to be about those characters like they're very much in a different league than everybody else that they're with sure but Personally, I think armor is above Rain Boy. 
You know what I mean? Armor has been a sidekick to Wolverine. She's been on full X-Men missions. In- yeah, and Armor's up on Sword Space Station, like, with the... Yeah. Like, she's gone. Like, she's not here with these young Yes, kids. she is. She's in some of these panels, if you look. Where? She, she's one of the students, like, observing. She's not one of the, like, Anole and and dust and stuff but if you i'm gonna be honest i challenge you to show me her because i didn't i even made a note of that she wasn't there so i mean she's not like a speaking role character or whatever but if you look at page 15 she is clearly of new mutants she's clearly a character on the like third panel in that in her armor and next to her in the panel sitting there in her armor i think she's only there but that's oh, there she is next. Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think I don't know that she's supposed to be there. So like she's on a space station. Well, as far I as mean, I but she is. I mean, they went out of their way to show us armor, to show us Pixie. Pixie was at one point effectively Cyclops's, oh. you know, secondhand personal transport. Like she's been on X Men teams. Well, Wait, I mean, Pixie? I think you're you're right in where's that Pixie? there's an argument that she's there, but like to a degree, you also, I, I guess they're cheering on the big new mutants, but you're right. There's there's a couple more of those that maybe I don't. I mean, most of these I think are accurate in in where they're placed and that they need to be trained and to be taught. But just seeing stuff like that kind of, and I get it because I, I think I'm personally a. a pretty big fanboy of both armor and pixie as characters that i'm like well they should be getting you know more respect yeah. but maybe it does maybe um weird. maybe someone else has a power similar to armors <laughs> just exactly the same manifested just like that well gosh yeah. i mean you know there's multiple people who like throw fire i'm sure and <laughs> yeah I mean, people right. have super strength but, and, but and maybe we should quit calling scout scout and call her honey badger like we're supposed to well that's not her name they call her scout I will say, though, it does a good job of, like you said, kind of elevating the new mutants to, like, the next level of being the X-Men. That The X-Men have kind of ascended to a new tier, and now this is your new X-Men, but learning to do that. And I think it is interesting seeing scenes, like, being reminded that Magic is still a flawed character, that she is, you know, not uh, very empathic, that she doesn't really read the room in a lot of ways as good of a leader and fighter as she is and that she signs her name just as magic no real name i like yeah. that warlock uh mocks everyone <laughs> what do you yeah. think he mocks people look at no what he's doing when he's like doing the exact same gestures of everyone else around him while they're doing it yeah i am excited for this i like the new cast i like magic squarely being the leader i feel yeah. like she needs another direction besides just ultimate badass so um th- this should be fun and shadow king is a a bad guy that i'm finally like it's no longer generic super terrorist or whatever it's like the shadow king like they get a bad guy <laughs> they get a mission new mutants love the new direction i do too so all right let's hop into our other issue this week uh my brain's freezing, but um, let's talk a little bit about. You want to go to X Force? So, X Force number 15, we open up on Gene's psychic interrogation of Colossus after Beast's Russian based accusations. 
Beast thinks he should be involved in these interrogations, but Wolverine disagrees and makes sure that he isn't. And in the end, Colossus is proven clean. Next, X-Force has to deal with the problem of Omega Red. The decision is to kill him, resurrect him, replace his carbonadium synthesizer with one of their own, with the addition of surveillance to create a double agent to spy on Dracula. Beast tries to apologize to Colossus for what he's done, and Colossus, to his character, accepts. But Colossus and his girlfriend make it abundantly clear that while they give forgiveness, they don't forget. Throughout the issue, we follow this mysterious large seed as it falls from Krakoa into the ocean, takes over a whale, which attacks a boat and its crew. And the comic ends as the crew of that boat washes up on the shores of Krakoa, ruining a beach day for Domino and Black Tom Cassidy, attacking with their green tentacle-like tongues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does Kelsey, that sum it up? Quentin's got that's all. Kelsey, this one get its tentacles around your uh, heartstrings and pull you in. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see where they're going. I mean, does this black seed have anything to do with vampires? I don't know. I think the best takeaway from this was that ship, though, and the people complaining on it about, like, Krakoan waters. Like, well, the island moves. This is BS, you know. (laughs) It's like, it doesn't stay in the same spot, so it's like you can't plan for it. Probably not Um, a great sign if you think the best thing about it is people complaining about the island of Krakoa. Yeah, uh, well, my complaints, again, go around Beast. I mean, I guess his character has changed. I guess he is not the moral individual he used to be. You know, maybe that happened and I wasn't paying attention beforehand. Um, but I, I, too, feel like there's a lot of plot threads, a lot of things I was forgiving because I thought they were working on stuff. But come on, man. Like, Beast's characterization like, feels Beast, super rough. He He is... I don't like him. I don't yeah. like him. And maybe If maybe, this was Dark Beast, it would be perfect. <laughs> I, I, I will do this. I think... Dark Beast has, like you mentioned, has always been sort of a reflection of the worst sliver of Beast personality. If this is his character, I'm okay with it. It's not that I dislike how they characterize Beast anymore. It is, I don't like his character. Like, he seems like a bad person. This is not a good guy anymore. And I think that's even root for him. I think that's okay to for a character to be like that, yeah. but in some ways it feels like they've taken the worst sliver of Beast and been like, all right, this is what we're going to make him now. He uh, baselessly accuses his friends, because I get it. The whole idea behind the bad side of Beast is that he leans too hard into the science, and so... Yeah. He, you know, he can he can become blinded by the idea of like this is the best thing to do, but, even if it's not the right thing to do. Well, even even the thing of killing Omega Red and then you're going to resurrect him, right? But you're you're gonna you are gonna as X Force say we have special protocols that we're taking over on this, and this is how you have to do it, even though it's morally ambiguous. Yeah, and there's literally a queue of people trying to be resurrected, but we're going to push this one to the top, right? But so you. Um, but that seems like the idea of Beast doing the morally gray thing, killing somebody and bringing them back in the name of like the best plan, but just yeah. baselessly accusing his friend 
of being oh, disloyal yeah. just doesn't work. But it's not the what that bothers me. It's the why. Why is Beast acting this way? Just give me a, a five panels on a page to explain how he got here as a character. Like running that X-Force, that morally ambiguous group, you know, that's a security service. I mean, these are some behaviors that you would you would think would not... Like it would be this would be Mystique's realm, Demo, yeah. You know, like like this is how she would behave in these situations. Not so honestly. The best explanation Beast. for this I've heard so far is this has actually not been Beast. It's been Mystique the whole time. Hey, you know what? It could be except you see her counsel. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I never seen them in the same room. It's true. They're both blue. They're not even that much blue. of a stretch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think this book works. I think Ten of Swords made it hard because getting that gap where you wanted to look forward to coming back to it. But right. for me, this one has slipped a lot as it far just, as power ranking. Do you care at all about the seed monster? Don't uh, care at all about the seed monster. Don't care oh, at all about Colossus. That's what this book did. Oh, Quentin, that hurts me to hear. That gave me... All right, I want you to know the reaction I had to you saying you don't care about Colossus is the same feeling I had to scout being like, do I have to die? Also, yeah, like, yeah. generically, like, oh, he's so gentle. And he, like, it's like, this guy's been through some crap. Like, he's thick-skinned. Like, literally. I can see him being like, I literally don't care, Beast. But this whole, like, weird, like, I forgive you, but I will not forget. Like, he <laughs> shouldn't care that much. What? Like, either yeah. care or don't care. Right, like, just be mad. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, say you're disappointed in your friend who you literally went to another world with and had your back when there was a prophecy yeah, that you were going to destroy that plan. I'll world. say this though. I think his actions say he's disappointed in his friend. But it's like, it's like, you know, I like Wolverine's reaction when they took, when they took him in and he was just like, Oh no, no, I don't, you know, you're, you're, this is wrong. You don't do this. And we're going to Wolverine Wolverine's like, you can all leave. Oh, yeah, Wolverine's great in this. Guess what? They figured out how to do Wolverine. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. I'll say this, so it does seem like X-Force is stacking up very generic villains. And, and, you know, and as far as threats go, and they have so much more interesting stuff with the Peacock guy and what, what's the human organization? Like, that's where the, the meat is. Oh, yes. And we just yeah. got off of that with finding out that you know, the Russians are involved in that. And that's like human enemies, outside forces looking to take down Krakoa. That's what I want X-Force taking down. Not like, where's the, Dracula. where's the back, you know, the backdoor channels and sneakiness of X-Force. Nobody cares if X-Force is fighting a, a seed monster. Like that's not. Dracula. Yeah. Like that's just bad guy, evil stuff. Let core X-Men do that. X-Force seems to be doing the down and dirty, the gritty work that the rest of the Island doesn't know they're doing because they couldn't handle it if they knew. Yeah. Well, you know what else you couldn't handle the danger room. All right, so we got 20 yes or no questions to figure out the person, place, thing, or idea from the Marvel Universe. And last week, coming off the big L, these guys are going to try and redeem themselves. So, 
without any further ado, uh, let the question begin. Is this a character? Yes. Is this a villain? Uh, no. Is this a mutant? Yes. Was Is this a man? Yes. Is this person an X-Men? Uh, yes. X-Men, this small question mark. Person... Was this person featured in today's comics or yesterday's technically? No. Was this person in the 90s cartoon, the X-Men? Um, if they were not heavily. Not as a team member. Okay. Okay. That's such is, an obscure question, but it's led to so many good findings. Is this person uh, closely associated with a country? Non-Krakoan. Uh, no. Has this character ever been closely associated with the New Mutants? Uh, I believe so. Let's see. What are we at? That was number um, nine. So we've got what, Dane? X-Men? X-Man? Uh, Mutant? They were not in the 90s cartoon. Not well, not on the team in the nineties cartoon, basically. If Maybe. they were in it, he would he didn't know. Yeah. And associated they're not. Associated okay. with they, they can be associated with the new mutants. Yeah, at least lightly associated with the new mutants. Not associated with the country. Um have they have they been in any comics that we've reviewed post Ten of Swords? Um, in any comics post Ten of Swords, uh, I would say no. Okay. Well, no. Would you consider this character animalistic? No. Okay. I don't know who's associated with the New Mutants, honestly. Um... Should we start looking like power base? Yeah, you can. I mean, what what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm trying to think of... I mean, knowing that they've been an X-Men is a pretty big clue. Yeah. Let me ask this one. Do you mind if I steal one? Yeah, go for it. Are, are they known to use weapons? No. Uh, is their power use, um, is, would you consider their power aggressive in nature? Aggressive in nature. That's a fabulous question. No. Like, 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 on a scale of, like, (laughs) well, okay. Wolverine to... Wolverine, Wolverine is a yeah. His powers manifest pretty aggressively. Um, you know, other people. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what that question be. <laughs> it, it. Well, because I can't say. If you go, oh, 
can their powers be used aggressively? You know, you could, I guess, say that with anything. All right, let me ask this. Are their powers energy or elemental based? Um, no. Okay. Um, let's see. Dane, I have to say this. They could be. Hmm. All right. Asterix. Is this character married? No. So thoughts that I had, just characters that are generally associated that I was trying to like get rid of, by the way, Kelsey, like yeah. Richter would be out as an elementalist. Yeah. Um, theoretically, Sunspot would be out. Cannonball's out. Why do you think Cannonball would be out? Because they're not married. Oh, okay. okay. Good call. Cypher's out. That's true. He is married. Good call. Um, what do we think about Chamber? Said no about being elemental. Isn't Chamber in that elemental? I mean, it's also kind of like, I don't know, he did say could be. I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe they this person's like copy powers? I don't know. All right, maybe we need to back off this because we burned some questions and not really gotten anywhere else. Has this character previously appeared in an issue of New Mutants uh, since we've started this podcast? So one through fourteen. Um, if they did, they were very small. Okay. If, if they did, okay. I, you don't have to burn one on that because I don't know actually. Okay. So it's not Chamber. It's not. I mean, it's not really. That, yeah, that removes Chamber. Moves Glob Herman. Love if, if that's where he was going. But they were a member of the X-Men. Were they members of the X-Men? I mean, I guess it depends on how liberally you interpret that. I consider the New Mutants to be X-Men. But he, well... Mm. I, I'll say this. It's not somebody I would consider, like, a core X-Men, but right. kind of like Avengers. Like, who isn't one? Right, right. Oh, okay. They're not shoulder to shoulder with Cyclops. And I'm really at a loss, honestly. Um, Here, let me ask this. Have they ever appeared in an X-Men movie? Oh, that, yeah. Not an X- No, they have not been in a movie. Okay. Not in the cartoon. Because I was feeling really good about this one early. How many do we have? We That was question 15. Have four. they ever been in an X-Men video game? Mm, no, not a video game. So they're comic exclusive. They haven't been in any of the new mutants. This is a... Uh... Okay, I gotta rebunked one thing. Okay. They were in the background of Deadpool 2, but nobody knows it because he's not even credited as this character. Wait, in the in the background of the movie Deadpool 2? Yes. <laughs> They're credited as Serial Kid in Deadpool 2. 
That's a very specific. I don't even know what to do with that information. Well, you asked if they were in a movie. You know what? You know what's funny? I just watched that movie. So I know the exact... Like, like I know... So wait, you've, I, so you've recently watched it. He's... Who, yes. like, we think it's an X-Men character? I'm trying to think who the character... I, I don't know who the character... Who the kid is who he's talking to. <laughs> like, I know, I know what he is... It's the one he like smashes in there and he's talking to him and the kid calls him like a trainee. Hmm. They haven't been in the nineties show. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. I'll ask, let me ask this. Have, has this character ever appeared in an X-Men, any X-Men related television show? Oh man. Uh, Yes. Oh. Okay. So how many X-Men television shows are there, Kelsey? Oh. Um. So well, not the 90s cartoon, but there's the... cartoon, but there's uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, there's X-Men Evolution, there's... What was the... What, there was an X-Men TV show, though, with like Polaris and... But ah, I feel like most of those people have showed up in the comics at some point. The Gifted was that show. Yes, yes. With oh, what are you guys at? Eighteen. That was the seventeenth question. Yeah. So two real questions and a guess. In an oh. X Men or X TV show. Kelsey, can I burn a? question to effectively i think i have an idea of who it might be now that i'm thinking about it do you someone needs to <laughs> is oh. this oh okay is, is this character what who are you thinking legion i am thinking as well is this character related to professor x yes okay kelsey take it home is this character legion Yes, it is none other than Legion. Uh, the main bad guy in the Shadow Legion King. TV series is, of course, the Shadow, Shadow King, King, who is featured in New Mutants. Yeah, That's what yeah. got me there. Good job. Uh, so Legion was on the Reign of X preview. So, oh, uh, okay, okay. So oh, when you ask, like, have they been featured in a comic since Ten of Swords? I'm like, was that in a comic? Like that little no, preview page a cover that doesn't count. Wait, he's serial kid in Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything about serial kid. But like, is that not the most Deadpool like two like weird background? Well, they just, just have the most powerful youth said, in the ser- world. Yeah, where you're like serial kid. I'm like, oh yeah, serial kid. I just watched that. <laughs> like there he is. Oh, good. A great connection using the Shadow King and Kelsey. Great work getting there with me. Yeah. I considered doing Star Lord. And going to Aubrey Plaza because she played Shadow King in season one. She did. Yeah. So Could, couldn't make the stretch. So I thought that'd be too that, hard that for you guys. Hyper lengthy connection, but I, I you, you did well. That was a good pick. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have. Sorry for going late this week, but dis- blame Disney. Yes, yeah, Disney's yeah. fault giving us all that content. 
<laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week or in two weeks after Christmas break. Cause we're going to take next week off. Uh, enjoy our families. We might put out a tweet with our thoughts on uh, some of the books, depending on how many come out. If not, we'll just talk about them the following week. Yeah. Enjoy you your comics on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Hi, and thanks for listening to the examination podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, write us a five-star Omega-level review that would make us mutant and proud. We would really appreciate it. Me and the guys love Talking Nerd, and we want you to be a part of the conversation as well. If you have any topics you want to discuss, questions to ask, or suggestions for the Marvel 20 Questions Danger Room segment, you can always get connected with us. Email us at q.examination at gmail.com. Remember, examination is E-X-A. M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle, at Examination, spelled the same way. Or visit our website, examination.blogspot.com. Thanks again for listening. We love having you be a part of our community, and we can't wait to hear from you. See you next week.